Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Alan Whitehouse. Alan is a software architect with 30 years of experience helping organizations solve their business pains. He has worked with hundreds of customers, spanning dozens of industries and organizational size during his career. He has hands-on experience implementing and designing solutions based on many of the world's leading corporate performance management, business intelligence, enterprise resource planning, and customer relationship management solutions. He is currently the chief software architect for TrueSky, a developer of budgeting, forecasting, and corporate performance management software. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Alan. Thank you very much, Ed. Well, first off, Alan, why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Well, apart from the obvious of, you know, you've always got to pay the bills. But the role that I'm in today, the reason I like it is because I get to solve problems. You get to come up with creative ways to work with, you know, in my example, software that helps customers. But creating ways to help them solve their problems. And that's really satisfying when you can work with somebody and say, hey, we've got a solution that takes away this pain that's going to save you X amount of hours or this much extra effort or give you things that you were struggling to get and to see how they can take you know, their businesses forwarded with that. That's really satisfying to know that you're helping build a solution that, uh, that enables um, customers to be able to do that kind of thing. So that gets really exciting, you know, for what I like to do. And because I get to work with both software and ultimately interact with customers, it's never the same day twice, right? Thankfully, because of this, I've gotten to work with customers in, you know, literally dozens and dozens of different industries, right? And you get to see how different organizations, like whether you're distribution or manufacturing or professional services, how they interact and you learn about, you know, unique things in all of these organizations, which I find really cool. It kind of keeps the job interesting every day. Well, to that end, can you give me an example of a customer which you think has improved because of using budgeting and forecasting software? Yeah, I'll go back to one that was a a few years ago. This customer, um, they sold a product, so we'll just call it widgets for right now. And they really had a disconnect in their organization. At the start, before they had uh, our application uh, to put into the organization, it was the accounting group that was doing all the sales forecasting. And the accountants were budgeting by dollars, and they were basing things on the MSRP of their product. The problem with that was their budgets and forecasts never aligned at the end of the day with the actual sales targets. And by putting in True Sky and having us go through the process and getting their actual salespeople involved in the budgeting and forecasting process, what we found out was that the accountants were always thinking dollars. They were thinking MSRP sales. However, the salespeople, their whole compensation plan was based on volume, the number of units that they sold. So the salespeople, in effect, were doing whatever they could to get their volumes up to get their sales commissions. That meant a lot of times cutting the price. So that's why when the accountants were forecasting based on MSRP, it never aligned with the sales targets. So using our application, we were able to get more people involved into their budgeting and forecasting process. Those people that were closer to the action and really knew what was going on, the salespeople, 
and had all that numbers and all that data flow up to the accountants automatically without a lot of extra work. So now they got higher quality numbers and they were finally able to get uh, sales forecasts that matched reality, not what they thought the reality was going to be. So it really helped them, you know, plan better for um, production, for how many of those widgets they needed to actually build because they had a lead time on that. And it was, you know, better sales forecasting. They were in startup mode. So they always had all these, you know, reports that had to go to the banks and their VC. So again, that gave them a lot more information than they didn't have before. So that was really satisfying to help them with that. Not to mention the fact that if when you're doing something like discounting, especially just to make a, a number of units, you're absolutely killing your profitability because a discount really isn't off of revenue. A discount is really off of profit because it flows all the way through to the bottom line, doesn't it? Yeah, there was a couple things with that too, right? So one, that gave them some greater control knowing, you know, okay, guys, we've got to rein some of these discounts you're giving in just to to, uh, get your sales targets. And I don't know if they actually adjusted their quota system, but I know they had discussions about it. The other thing was a lot of their products had to come in from overseas, so if they didn't have insight to the number of quantities that they needed to you know, bring in for the components that made up their widgets, right? they're shipping it in from overseas. That's like an eight-week, 12-week lag time. If they were incorrect on the volumes, right, they would sometimes have to fly things in expedited, and that would eat into their profit margin as well because you know, sending it by cargo ship is one price. Sending it by plane is a whole different price structure. So again, without getting those salespeople involved and and getting that greater level of detail, they didn't have any of that. They were just guessing. And was this post-COVID, pre-COVID? Did the the global uh, slowdown of the supply chain affect this company at all? This example was um, pre-COVID. But because of COVID, we have seen that need to start budgeting and forecasting at what we call a driver-based level, not the dollars, but what are the, the, the quantities, the rates that you're budgeting go up dramatically because we've seen uh, certainly over the couple of years of COVID, but even now today when we're still having all these supply chain issues, that people are having to forecast and reforecast far more often. Doing it once a year isn't cutting it because you think I'm going to need, you know, 100 of these items every month. Well, guess what? That may jump up dramatically or drop dramatically because of supply chain, because you're manu- you can't get stuff from your manufacturer or your customers can't get stuff from you. So really that concept has changed uh, even more so with COVID that people are having to, to you know, do that forecasting more often and get down to that supply chain level because it's having all those ripple effects and ramifications to their businesses. Talk a little bit more about that. I think that's interesting because you know back in the back in the day, yeah, budgeting was done once a year. It was as one of my mentors likes to say, corporate rain dancing. You got to do all the steps right and hope it makes rain happen on your on your department. Yeah. And um, question I have for you is, what are you seeing with with people doing with regard to revisiting the budget and forecast? Is it something that happens now, semi annual, quarterly, monthly, even sometimes weekly? What what are you seeing there? Yeah, so you're absolutely right that it used to be we're going to do it once a year. It's going to be the big pain. We'll work on it for a month and a half or two months, and then we're done and we'll call it a day. But really what has brought to light through COVID was a lot of inefficiencies that happened on that because where you budget, like think of it budgeting pre-COVID, you know, if you were if we were like January of 2020, right, before everything shut down and locked down, right? The world changed dramatically after that, and if and it and it continues to change. So a lot of our clients are getting that pressure from their boards, uh, also from their financial institutions. So if they've got lines of credit that are out there that are you know relating on a forecast, you know the banks and stuff, they're saying you know what 
we're in real uncertain fiscal times right now. And we want not just once a year, we're going to trust you. We want to see where you're at. So all of these companies that we're working with are certainly getting pressured to at least do things more than once a year. Um, it's starting to go quarterly. And in certain areas, we're seeing it, you have to start forecasting monthly. We've also seen that our clients that are heavy into the manufacturing or whether it be you're building from scratch or you're doing uh, assembly kind of work, that they're having to go down to the monthly level because supply chains are so uncertain right now that they can't necessarily get the components that they need. So they need to be planning even further out on that rolling forecast basis to know what they need to be ordering because they can't be left short without product. And Alan, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Who is a hero of mine? Um, this probably isn't a hero in the traditional sense as it's an actual person. This is just a, a, a character from a novel that I really relate to. Um, there's a novel called The Fountainhead. And in that novel, there's a, a main protagonist called Howard Rourke. He's actually a young architect. We're talking, you know, building architect in this example. The, the, the story set in the 1920s. But what it dictates is this is a man that was not willing to sacrifice his beliefs for, you know, what other people thought design should look like. So when people would come to him, and, and the character is loosely based on Frank Lloyd Wright, the actual architect who did Falling Water, if anyone wants to Google that and see what uh, that, that structure looks like, that house looks like. But it really comes down to when you had people making bizarre requests, like we want to have a bank that has Greek columns that go up 20 stories, which would never make sense. Or we want to put very modern looking buildings in the middle of the forest. And what it comes down to is that he held on to his principles that said, you know what, that doesn't make sense. And he was willing to walk away from business, willing to risk going bankrupt and everything else to hold on to his core ideals. And I think that's a really meaningful thing, you know, a message that I've also tried to get a hold of uh, through to my kids, that who you are as a core is more important than the physical things around you, like what you're going to make from a living, what your money is going to be. You need to be true to yourself and what you believe. And I read that novel years ago when I was in my um, early 20s, and it really resonated with me about, you know, what kind of person you should strive to be. And I've, I kind of use that as a, as a bellwether going forward. And lastly, Alan, how can somebody contact you? Well, the best way to get a hold of us is go out to our website, which is www.truesky.com, T-R-U-E-S-K-Y.com. You can send an email to info at truesky and somebody will respond back with the, the best kind of information. I am also on LinkedIn. If you want to search for my name, Alan Whitehouse, that's a A-L-A-N uh, is the spelling of that. And you can find a little bit more about me right there, but visit our website and you can find a ton more about True Sky. All right. Alan Whitehouse, Chief software architect for Truth Guy. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thank you very much, Ed. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.